baseball season at Three Punk Ales, home of La Flama Blanca Pale Mexican Lager. Located in the heart of the South Bay at 259 Third Avenue, Chula Vista. We're just a minor threat. Three Punk Ales. You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. No manches, güey. 14 años. Más, canijo. 2000. It's been. Fuck, I don't even know. It's been longer. Like, it's I don't been even rem- I don't remember the last time the Padres were in the playoffs. I can tell you, I didn't care the last time the Padres were in the playoffs. I didn't care the, since 1998. Post that, I didn't really care if the Padres were in the playoffs because that early 2000 team or 2010 or whatever it was wasn't going to make it. So I wasn't, I was not invested. Anytime we have Padre baseball, baseball in general, and this week, playoff starting you know i'm going to bring you the blow, the little bald assassin david tapia one he looks like the friar that's true sin duda that's two true. former scout world series ring holder for yeah. the boston red sox you knew i was going to bring him in and he brought some knowledge again to kind of get us ready uh we're going to talk some padres and why we're so eagerly awaiting their re their, their revival into the playoffs even um, though we can't be there in person we're still going to root for him we're going to support local businesses. We're going to go out. We're going to watch at home. We're going to respect the pandemic. Cállate los hijos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, no. Go <laughs> fucking Padres, dude. It's been too long. All right. So yeah. should we be excited for Padre baseball in the playoffs? You should be cautiously optimistic and excited about this team, depending on who's healthy and who's coming in, because oh, uh, we don't know. But aside, I have a feeling everybody is healthy. Therefore, fuck yeah. Let's go all in. Let's play our horns let's play our music i got a we're season ticket holders and this year obviously there was no game so i got in the mail two days ago uh playoff padre rally towel bro oh you got a towel like a little sham wow like a little yellow flag and it says padre playoff baseball and i'm like yeah postseason ah <sighs> been a long time since i've had one of those dodger, that's actually nice dodger fans are gonna say that's for you to wipe art your tears but uh that's fine bro fuck here it is for us it's baby steps okay no baby steps. it's baby steps and but it's a plan okay i get it okay here we are let's jump into it All right. david tapia yes sir the brain the man the man i go to with anything related to baseball i'm ignorant because I'm very biased. I'm a Padre fan. I'm a Padre fanatic. I just got a Friar tattoo on my arm. El Cuñado también. You know, so it's like, you ask me, we're going all the way, bro. But I, I have to I have to be very cautious, like you said. What's going on in my team right now that leads me to be concerned? This is what I'm concerned about. There's absolutely nothing to be concerned about with the exception of there's... Well, other, that's already you're contradicting what you just well, said. Well, no, there's other things going on. Like, for example, the Cardinals are going on. The White Sox are going on. The Yankees are healthy. They're on a streak. So there's other things that can get in the way of the process. And the process is at the end of the decade, there's going to be three World Series championships in San Diego. I'm not interested in other teams right you're, now, bro. You're interested in this year. Yes. I'm, no, no. I'm not interested in other teams getting in our way. I'm more concerned with 
us getting in ourselves way. What's wrong with my Padres right now that could potentially have me worried? We're kind of stumbling into the playoffs, bro. And I don't even want to say that. We're kind of, we finished on not too much of a high note before we went to the Giants. Okay, the last series of the game of the year, we went three and one. So out of the four game series, we took three. That these seem to wake up a little bit, started hitting better. My child, everything is good. So I'm being nitpicky. Yeah, you know, it's like no one can beat my Padres if we're swinging the bat. If we're coming hard with these guys, no one's gonna beat us. Dude, look at top to bottom, we have the best third baseman. We have the best shortstop. You know, we have legit players right now. Our center fielder in a in a legit 162 season. One game season, he's 30-30 guy. Yeah. 30-30 guy. You know? We've got Will Myers, who for some reason, El Gallo, decided to wake up this year. And Sativa Myers. Sativa Myers. Whatever it is. Sativa. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm just more concerned about injuries now. I don't know if AJ Preller is playing a little bit of 4D chess, kind of getting into the heads of the opponents, pulling pitchers early, being like, oh, I would bicep strain. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, well, I mean, AJ Preller is somebody who's been known to do that in the past, especially in the narrative of injuries. He's been known to, for lack of better terms, manipulate that for his for his benefit. Is that bad? No, not at all. It's not bad at all. I How mean, does the baseball world see it? You as a scout, you as being in the game of baseball, if you're if you're playing on the Cardinals, if you're involved with the Cardinals and you see the injury report and it says uh, bicep strain, to bicep be, tightness. To be determined. To, yeah. Clevenger, TBD. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lament TBD. It just to, fucks to up their determined. game plan, right? It just fucks up their way they approach. It fucks up their game plan, meaning that they don't know if they want to throw Flaherty in game one or game two or save Flaherty for game three because you don't know if the Padres are saving Clevenger or Lament. Well, they're throwing, I, I just saw it this morning, they're throwing Kim. They're lefty. Yeah. Because right now the Padres can't hit a left handed pitcher. Well, that's true. But if you look at his splits, he's got 24 strikeouts to 12 walks, which is a shitty split when it comes down to walks per or strikeouts per walks. So if the Padres get back to the Padres that they were in the quote unquote first half in the first 30, 35 games where they were on base all the time and they were walking, Kim is going to go down the drains. Padres are going to walk him off that fucking line. So we have the Cardinals playing on Wednesday, tomorrow yeah. at 2 p.m. Yes. They're going to be playing here at Peco. Yeah. We'll be having it here at the brewery. Come on through. We'll have probably $5 pints. We'll have the taco guy outside. You can get your taquitos, todo el pedo. You know, vamos a tener el ambiente. One of our TVs faces outdoors so people sitting in the patio can watch. Limited seating inside so you can come indoors and actually sit down inside the bar as long as you're eating, drinking, watching the game. It's all good. Um, a lot to be excited about. A lot to be nervous about. Yeah, like I said, that the gamesmanship that Preller game that that he's currently partaking in, it's it, it's it's playing a trick on me. It's like, oh shit, man, we just lost Clevenger and we just lost Lamette. You know, if we those are two horses, you know, those are two aces. Those are the guys we specifically got Clevenger. I mean, we didn't give up a whole lot, you know, but I mean, we we got Clevenger specifically for this. That's true. This is the guy that we picked up for the moment. I mean, and, and Denilson, yeah. No, mom is dog. He's been a champion. I feel bad because he got hurt. What two years ago? Tommy right, John. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right when he was like hitting his stride. Yeah. You know, I was like, "Hey, stay away." I said, "Bueno." Yeah. He's a big boy. He's got a big arm. That slider is like a wipeout slider. He's a killer. And then yeah, Tommy John came back doing well, and all of a sudden now tightness in the bicep, which I thought was weird. It was really weird. Back to back tightness of the bicep. Yeah. For, for both which, of our starters. I mean, we got we kind of got to take a step back. I, I mean. 
me myself, I'm no longer in the industry, so I don't necessarily know what's going on firsthand. So I'm in the same boat as everybody that's listening to this. And same as you, Steve, it's like, I get my information from the media. I get my information right now from Twitter. And when, when it was, uh, when, when Clevenger left after one inning, Kevin AC, who I'm not a fan of the lead writer for the San Diego union tribune said it was an elbow issue. Like before it was confirmed before AJ Preller, I can guarantee you had a chance to talk to <laughs> Side anybody. Note, we hope you guys like baseball. Cause every time I have, <laughs> every time I have thought beyond, we get, we get lost in the weeds of baseball. We it, just go deep it, in there, man. It either goes baseball or it goes anti-media. And this <laughs> rant is anti-media. This motherfucking writer from the San Diego union said that Clevenger had an elbow issue and, you know, a couple hours after the game, it came out that he was wrong and he just wanted to break the story before it was necessarily true. So all of us as... Or consider this, what if he put that out to, you know... Intentionally? Intentionally in order to, you know, further play into the hands of what AJ Preller is trying to put out there. I think AJ would have done that intentionally after the fact. He wouldn't have done it right away. He he would have let the game pass after the game in the press conference. By the time he has a chance to talk to Jace Tingler, by the time he has a chance to speak to everybody who's involved in the organization, then you can put it out there and you can um, uh, stray people the wrong way with with false or true or muscle Which is weird to think about it. I mean, look at what happened. Clevenger pitched that one inning and he struck out two out of three. Yeah. So probably was like, all right, he got it. He's I'm a, good. He, yeah. I'm and good. then Lamette, he didn't give up anything through four innings. He had walked like one. He had given up like one hit and he had struck out like five already. Yeah. So it was like, all right, cool. They've seen enough. Let's pull these guys exactly. back. Let's let it, them chill. It, I mean, knock on wood, but if you look at both as a scout, if you look at both videos, when both of those pitchers went out, there was no body language that said, I'm hurt. There's no like going the opposite direction of your shoulder. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Or there was no misstep or your landing was wrong. Both of those pitchers all of a sudden out of the blue said, I'm not feeling good. And who knows where it came from? It might've come from up top. They might be hurt. We don't know, which is a shitty thing about projecting what the Padres are going to do against the Cardinals in the playoffs, because we really don't know if we're stuck with Chris Paddock throwing on Wednesday or if Clevenger or Lament is going to be out there. That's a big difference. Bottom line, we like the Padres. We do. We're scared for the pitching right now. If the pitching is intact. Starting pitching. If the starting pitching yeah. is intact, we're not getting stopped by the Cardinals. Our, our offense needs to take it up a little bit. They just need to wake up a little bit. Yeah. Atis is waking up. Machado's always been there. Myers is still on fire. Fam is a question mark. Ever since he came back from the, the IL, he's still been a little slow to come back around with the bat. Yeah. Um, Minchie Tubag Moreland's has been hot and cold. Minchie Slick. Let's call him Minchie Slick. <laughs> and um, we'll, if he can turn it on, we, we need him. Those are the two, for me, on the offensive, those are the two question marks. Uh, Mitchy two bags and uh, Pinchy el, el, el fam. Between those two guys, I feel like, oh, all right. And Nola seemed to have stepped it up, our catcher. He's, yeah. he's, he's playing well again. So that's fine and dandy. I still like the Padres, bro. I do too. This is the wild card. Okay? The, I'll, I'll take the, them out of the – I'll take them. This is going to be – I mean, it's going to be a good test for the Padres because during the whole season – all the Padres did was play against the West. They played against the American League West. They played against the National League West. And one benefit that the Padres had the whole year was all we have to do is sit here, even if Kershaw's pitching or Bueller or whoever the starting pitcher was, we had the confidence of as long as we get to their bullpen, we're going to dominate. 
Difference is, Cardinals have a bomb-ass bullpen. So it, it, the offense is going to have to step up. It's going to have to be a he, like the beginning of the year, a different hero every night, whether it's Profar or Cronenworth or Myers. And we haven't even seen the the, the roster for who's going to be in the wild card yet. They haven't put that out yet. Nobody has. Not yeah. the Cardinals, not the Padres. No team has released their uh, their roster yet. So we really don't know. So okay, wild card series. This is yeah. new. It's not. It's there's eight teams per league. This is the first time they've had. This is the most teams that I've ever participated in the playoff structure for the Major League Baseball organization. Correct, and it's a three-game series, a standard three-game series. So it would be like if we were in April or May, and it's a standard three-game series. Whoever wins the series, bro, that's crazy. Because if you lose that first game, that's all the pressure in the world. You got to win two games in a row. All hands on deck, bro. Yeah, all hands on deck. Yeah, I mean the good news is the Padres technically have home field advantage. They get to play at Petco, even though there's no fans. You know the dimensions. You know at a certain time of day the marine layer comes in, so you have to play a different way at night versus the day. the The first game for the Padres on Wednesday is going to be at two o'clock local time. Hot, hum- or hot and dry. Hot rather. and dry. So the ball, ball will be flying. The ball will be flying. But at the same time, I mean, to be fair for both sides, nobody has played a game at that time of day. Yeah. You say that there's no fans in the stadium, but. Right outside the stadium is those hotels, uh, the Omni, and then it's the... Uh, oh, and the condos. The, and the, the, they, they, they're renting out hotel rooms right now where you can be on the, the altitude bar. That's what I was looking altitude's for. Altitude's Yeah, dope, so dude. you can sit up there and you're, fuck, like what, 500 feet to 1,000 feet away from the actual game. You'll yeah, need your binoculars. Yeah. But you're there. Estás en el ambiente. You're in the ambiance of fucking Peco Park yeah, and playoff baseball. Yeah, it's dope. So that's pretty rad, you know? I, I went to altitude during the World Baseball Classic and it, it was dope. You can't really see what's going on during the game, but you're involved with it. You're in the middle of it. You hear people cheering. You got the condos right next to you. The people have got their bullhorns and they're yelling. So it should be a good time within downtown. Bubs should be open. There should be certain places that are open down there. Um, but we're going to keep it South Bay and we're going to have people come here to watch. Gonna, yeah. So the world, car, the, the wild card. And wild like card. I said, eight teams, eight teams per side. Yeah. The Dodgers against the Brewers, Padres contra los Cardinals, the Cubs against Miami. And um, it's going to be Atlanta against Cincinnati in the National League. Who do you like? Dodgers, Milwaukee. Dodgers. I, I If anything, I mean, first of all, out of both American League and National League sides, you have eight teams on each side. It's like it's going to be like the NCAA tournament on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday, where you're going to be overwhelmed with playoff baseball. And there's going to be a five, you know, a 12 always has to beat a five in the NCAAs or whatever. There's going to be a six that beats a three. There's going to be a five that beats a four. I think both number one seeds stay alive. And I think both number two seeds stay alive. But in the middle, the four and the five and the three and the six. Those are toss-ups? Those are the toss-ups, yeah. So I like the Dodgers. I like the Padres. I like the Marlins to upset the Cubs. And I like the Braves to beat the Reds. I think the Reds That's are a tough one, dude, because the, the Reds are coming strong with their three-headed monster going to pinchy Trevor Bauer, yeah. going to Sonny Gray. Yeah. And then they have a Luis Castillo. Those are three legit pitchers. They, they don't have to double up on anything. They can go one, two, three in that series. That's true. But the National League MVP plays for the Braves in Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's had it fucking finally healthy. His wrist is good. Best first baseman in all of baseball. That's weird because Manny Machado plays third base for the Potters. And first base. He's the MVP. Uh, That's weird because Fernando Tatis Jr. plays shortstop for the Potters and he's the MVP. Of the Padres. Bro, how awesome is this? Um, just as of last week, there was three Padres in the top 10 
for MVP voting as it related to uh, across the board, uh, the journalists and everything. And yeah. it was Tatis, Machado, and uh, Bill Grisham. And that's the, the that's the journalism side. We can talk about the financial and the capitalistic side. The Padres have two of the top 10 selling jerseys in all of baseball. And that's the first time in the history that's happened. You got Tatis and you got Machado in the top 10 for jerseys. Number one, Mookie Betts. Mookie, deservedly, yeah. whatever. Just that's wait, crazy. We'll, but next year it'll change. By next year, it'll be Tatis for uh, sure. Dodgers take it. Yep. Padres take it. Yeah. Cubs take it. I like you Darvish, bro. I think you Darvish is going to come out and just slam them. And they're going to they're going to put the Marlins up against the ropes in the first game and yeah. then they're going to be struggling in game 2 and and if there's a game 3. I'll admit that pick of me picking the Marlins over the Cubs is from the heart because one of the kids that I signed is on the taxi squad. So I want to see him get his money and I want to see him potentially get a ring. The, I mean, one, one cool little sexy side note about the Marlins is they're the only team in the history of Major League Baseball to never lose a series in the playoffs. They've never lost a series. They've won two World Series, and they've never won their division. Both World Series from the wild, wild card. Yeah, so yeah. it's like... I know that doesn't matter because if you look at the past, you can I say... I mean, last year's World Series champion came out of the wild card. Yeah, but I mean, historically, going into the playoffs, we can't really put too much credence in any of that because if we do look at that, we can say that the Padres are going to lose to the Cardinals. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and I still have a sour taste from the Manches dog, 2006, when my Padres and Jake Peavy and Khalil yeah, Green and yeah. that whack ass team lost to the Cardinals. Lost to the Cardinals. Year before that, lost to the Cardinals. Yeah, but those Cardinals are not a lot, are around anymore, and all those Padres are not around anymore. It matter, the people that are in the front offices aren't Dude, around I feel, anymore. I feel I feel unusually fucking cocky about the Padres right now. I do too. In, in, in the postseason, okay. <laughs> I do too. I, I might drop I a too. bet, bro. I might just go out there, go crazy, and drop a bet. Oh, I dropped one before Atlanta, the season. Cincinnati. <laughs> you know what? Who do you got in Atlanta, Cincinnati? Because I got Atlanta. I mean, okay, Atlanta está pesado, doggy. Atlanta, yeah. they, they have Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, uh, Albies, El Albis, Marcelo uh, Zuna, who Ozuna, who's probably the, the best offensive player on that squad, he Leads bro. the league in RBIs you know? and home runs. So, so. And then uh, Danby Swanson. Yeah. So they're, they're a solid squad, too. But you know what kills awesome hitting? Awesome pitching. And if the fucking Reds come out and Sonny Gray's on his game, because you know, Trevor Bauer is going to be on his game. Yeah. And Trevor Bauer is a stud. Trevor he, Bauer is the kind of player that I would love to have on the Padres, oh, he talks but I would hate to face him. Yeah, he know? talks his shit and he backs it up. Yeah, unprovoked, he's going to be up your ass just talking yeah. shit, talking yeah. shit. Strike out, ooh, you better just duck your head and walk back to the dugout and don't do anything because Trevor Bauer is going to come at you. He's a free agent this year. I hope we go after him, bro. Give and him that, a one-year deal. Well, that's all he does. That guy, está loco el vato. Oh, he, he banks on himself. And I mean, it's paid off. He, every every year he bets on himself and he just signs a one-year deal. Max did, bet. Did you ever see that footage of him when he was in Cleveland and he got taken out of a game and he didn't want to get taken out of the game. So instead of handing the ball over to the manager, he turned around and he threw that fucking ball over the center yeah, field Yeah, bro, fence. he lived up to the pinchy yeah. moniker of Wild <laughs> Thing. He was he was the real-life Charlie Sheen. Yeah. He was a real-life Kenny Powers La Flama Blanca yeah. in Cleveland, bro. Kenny Powers. He's got a bad attitude, but it's a great attitude. As long as you can Actually, back you know it up, dude. Maybe not even a bad attitude. He, had, he has a, a bad boy persona. You know, maybe he, maybe he has to dial that up to like dig in and, and and like kindle that fire and get it going. Because when he's on, bro, he's talking shit. He's doing things, and yeah. I'm good with that. I hope the Padres like. They, but then again, I want them to save their money and sign Tatis. I feel like the priority for the Padres is extending Tatis yeah. after after yeah. the postseason's yeah. done. 
And, and there's a DVD made about how awesome we were this year, and we won the World Series. And, and the we season. all buy the you DVD. Know, we buy the sweatshirt, the <laughs> DVD, the, the, the pinchy pennants, todo el pedo. We buy it all. Um, they try to find out a way to extend Tatis. How do they do that, though, bro? How do they extend Tatis? They have a lot of money fucking tied up in Will Myers and El Gallo and then Hosmer, bro. Who are they going to get rid of? Do they have to... Do they have to trade Will Myers? Uh, wow, that's a good question. They don't have to trade Will Myers. They probably will. I'm not a general manager. All I can say is trust A.J. Preller. I, I trust A.J. Preller to the point where we almost don't have to have the conversation of extending Tatis because I believe it will get done. See, pero I'm a 21-year-old baseball player in the majors. I'm a stud. I'm a mark. I'm a. I'm a piece of marketing gold, nationally. You know, internationally. Yeah, bro. He's he's a what? He's a top ten jersey selling right now. Wait, top five. I yeah, think. like he's top wait. Five, yeah. Wait for another two years. That boy, he's gonna be. You're gonna have dudes in Mexico rocking at that these junior yep, jersey, bro. For sure. He's gonna be like, oh my god. You know, he's crossing international borders. I don't know what kind of a dude that these is. On TV, he seems like he's a swell fella. You know, he seems <laughs> like he's very family oriented. But maybe that makes him a little bit butthurt. Why haven't I got it extended? No, Ronald Acuna got extended already. I think the conversation is right. Robert already got yeah. his money over there with the White Sox. You know, it's like, I'm better than those guys. I'm thinking, you know, in my head, like, you got to be a little cocky. Like, I'm better than those guys. Why haven't I received my extension yet? You know, I, and maybe when it goes down to t sitting down with his agent and they say, well, here's the offer. They'll be like, you know what? No, no, I'm going to the Dodgers. Nah, son, get that mess out of here. Everybody, Steve's tripping right now. I think that, <laughs> <laughs> tripping balls, dude. I think the conversations have already begun. I think they've already started from business standpoint. The Padres might as well be the fucking Chargers if you're not going to extend Tatis. They can get the fuck out of San Diego oh. if you're not going to extend Tatis. That's going to hurt if they don't, bro. No, there's no, dude, that's not even an option. That's not. The, If they have to trade Machado in 2022 because they can't afford him anymore, that's what's going to happen. What? They're going to have to extend Tatis. Tatis is this organization. He is the franchise. He is the best player this organization has ever seen. And that can be seen as blasphemy because we all love Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn never won a ring. This kid is going to win three rings in 10 years. I keep repeating myself. Mark my words. Three World Series in 10 years, Tatis is going to be there for every single one of them. Just like he was on base for every single one of those home Grand Slams. Slam Diego. Slam Diego. They're marketing that. The marketing department loves Slam Diego. Tatis started it with the Grand Slam, and the preceding three Grand Slams, Tatis was either on first, second, or third base for every single one of them. He's, he's a catalyst. He's the fire spark. You know? he's, the, he's the franchise. So <sighs> don't be surprised if you have to, if, if the Padres have to trade somebody that the fans like to be able to keep Tatis, because if that's what it takes. It's probably going to be Will Myers, bro. And there's no better time to trade Will Myers than after the season. No, he's probably going to win Comeback Player of the Year. I would, he's pretty I, affordable I at $20 million dollars a year. I would, I, I would, I, if, and I'm not a GM, I would keep Myers, but you'd have to go out and sign somebody else in the offseason to be, to be real. I mean, you don't have another outfielder that's ready to come up. You traded them all. They're all gone. So Myers might be here one more year. You never know. Maybe the ownership will pony up some more money and be like, yeah, keep this kid. We got to sign him. Yeah. In a few more years, you'll be off the books here anyway. We'll It's, get this guy off the books anyway. La, 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 whoop-de-woo. Look at the guys we have. Yeah. 28 year, uh, 29-year-old Manny Machado. Yeah. You know, 29. Uh, yeah. 
relatively young still. Yep. You know, actually, I don't even know if he's 29. I, no, I think know. he's 30 something, dude. No, I think he's we'll, early 30s. Look we'll check it up. That shit. So, so with Myers, the one thing that I really like about Myers is that he's actually fit into the chemistry of the team, which might have not been able to said in the past. But right now you see him. He's a little, he's in the background. He's hesitant, but he's got his surfer thing. He's got his hair flowing all over the place. And Myers is actually fitting into the chemistry, which you don't need to extend him, but you don't need to trade him. Keep him until his fucking contract is up and then let him walk. So, Machado, 28. 28? 28, bro. Yo. Okay. Myers, 30. All right. I'm sorry. He will be 30. He's 29. All right. So, like, we got these guys in, like, you know, in, 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 in the hot prime of their, of their year so far. Like, this is their career, rather. This is where we need to keep them. We've How, got our window of five. You got the roster there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is Nola? I'm just Nola, Nola is, is, let's see. El Nola tiene... Treinta y tantos, treinta y uno, treinta. 30 even. 30 Austin even. Nola okay. is 30 years old. You know, Tatis, 21. Machado, 28. Nola, 30. Myers, 30. Will be 30. Fam, 31. Cronenworth, uh, 24. Um, Hosmer, I don't see him on here because it's not on this page, but he's he's... 30. Well, let's look at it this way. If the Padres win... a window of like four years to like really without winning grab a, the league like a bowling ball yeah, but and just with, go for it. Without winning... A, well, that's without winning a ring. If the Padres win one or two World Series within those four years, you all of a sudden, you know, you, the, the, the checkbook opens up a little bit more. You'll be able to extend Tatis. Tatis is going to be a Padre. Will he finish his career as a Padre 20 years from now? Who knows? As long as I get him the first 15. Give him the first 10 to 15, dude. That's all I care about. It's going to happen. All right. Back to the question. Yo. If the Reds win first game, if Bauer comes out and does Bauer shit, gives him a Bauer outage, the Reds are going to take it, dude. The Reds will take it. Ooh, for sure. I trust Freddie Freeman. I think Acuna is good for baseball. He's got just as much swag, quote unquote, as Tatis. I would like to see the Braves win. My picks are based on who I think would be able to sell baseball to the casual fan as much as possible. And the Reds are more of an old school look with pitching. People can find that boring. Fuck that, bro. The Braves are sexy, dude. Just like the White Sox. We yeah. didn't even talk about the American League. We're not League there yet. yet. We're not We're there, not there yet. yet. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the American League. You All got right. the Astros against the Twins. Yep. You got the White Sox against the A's. You got the Blue Jays against the Rays. And you got the Yankees against the Indians. Astros, Twins, Twins. Astros, as soon as they put the garbage cans away, bro, they can't do shit. Altuve's not batting average. 219, bro. <laughs> bro, 219. I don't mean to laugh, but I have a love-hate relationship with that guy. Bro, when I was scouting, all these Mexican kids down in Mexico when I was down there thought, just because I'm five foot six, I have an opportunity. And I kept trying to tell them, dude, keep your grades up. Keep a trade. Keep doing something else in life. I didn't want to tell them directly to their face, you're not that good of a hitter. But because there's a kid that's five foot five, to be honest, in the major leagues, and he's hitting 350. Everybody thinks they could do it. And then it comes out that that fucker was cheating. It's like, yo, okay, how do you feel now? It's like, you got to work to get to the big leagues. Fuck Altuve, sorry. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> twins. 219, twins. You, you I got, got the twins you got also. The twins? I, I got, got the twins, twins. yeah. White Sox, twins. A's. That's Sexy pick or what? legit team that year in year out regardless of their payroll is going to be there billy bean ball style i think the deal breaker in this series is going to come down to the best bullpen in baseball and that belongs to the oakland days 
All right. I've got Oakland. And they have home field advantage in a park that's very tough to play in if you haven't played there all year. The White Sox. Or at all. Or at all. (laughs) So so the White Sox, yeah, Luis Robert has not played in Oakland at all. And and the foul ball territory is the largest in all of baseball. So the White Sox might have a little bit of trouble. I'm not sold 100% on cutting out the White Sox because they're sexy and it would be great to see Tatis play against the White Sox in the World Series. A lot of Cubans, a lot of Latin flair. I'm going to have to go with Oakland. I'm going with the White Sox, playboy. Hay mucho mucho poder ahí, dude. Dude, yeah, they got dude. so many bangers on yeah. that team, bro. Yeah. Nah, I know. No, the White I know. Sox are going to do it. Including their backup catchers oh. like James McCann is fucking can hit the Blue ball, Jays so. race. Mm, I would like to take the Blue Jays again, same concept as the White Sox, but I'm going to have to go a little bit more conservative and hang with the best starting pitching in the American League and go with the Rays. See, way the Rays are just going to they're going to dominate, bro. They they're they're too good. Even though we got the little Tijuana superstar built like a tank playing catcher for the Blue Jays, Remind me his name right now. I just threw a blank. Yeah, you had to bring him up. You did not let draw a blank. You know I, I, his name. I, I, drew, I drew a blank. Yeah. Alejandro Kirk hey. from Tijuana. Drew, property of Tijuana Toros. That should give you like hopes and aspirations to one day like fucking be a baseball player, bro. You're shaped like him. He's like 5'6", 280 pounds, Yo, bro. Not just a baseball player, but to get involved in the baseball industry. I wrote this kid off. I saw him when he was 15. And my homeboy, who I knew was the scout for the Blue Jays at the time, signed him. And when he said, yo, I signed Kirk. And I'm like, really? You're not worried about his body? And he goes, nah, he can hit. I'm like, I know he can hit, but look at him, dude. He weighs 200 pounds and he's five foot fucking four at the time. At the time. At the time. (laughs) And now I am sitting here as an ex-scout, admittingly with my foot in my mouth, saying, you know what? I fucked that up. I guess body type is not the most important thing because this little dude can hit. He can break. Anybody out there, I know we've probably lost a lot of listeners because we're rambling about baseball, but Google the name Alejandro Kirk, K-I-R-K, and look at this guy. And look at him as an example and then turn around to your kids and go, you know what? If that kid can make it in Major League Baseball as a professional athlete, because he has one tool that carries over, which is hitting, you can do anything in life. I mean, you could really do anything because... He looks like physically me, and I'm nah, I'm way out of shape. I I, I no, couldn't you're look, in a shape, like you know, like I'm in a, shape. a pair. But we're going to get you there. We're going to get there together. Anyways, shouts out to Alejandro Kurt. Shouts out to Tijuana and the Toros who developed him and had the balls to sign that kid because they thought we can sell him to a major league team. And you know what? The Blue Jays came in and. He hasn't even played above high A baseball, and he's on the big Ripping. league roster. First Ripping. game he played, four for four, bro. That's right. Oh, my God. That's right. And you know what? Look at They have a pedigree in the Blue Jays. All right? Bichette, Biggio, um, Pinchi Guerrero. And I'm not even talking about the OG daddies. I'm talking about their kids. All yeah. those kids play on the squad, yep. and they're, they rake, and they're good. But I think they're just going to be a little in over their head when they're playing Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. bro. And Tampa he, Bay Rays, a team littered with Padres. Margot, Margot. Hunter Renfro. Shout you know, out like, to Manuel Margot, my favorite ex-Padre of all time. I saw on Twitter the other day, who's the one player that you root for that nobody else roots for? And for me, it's Manuel Margot. I saw him when he was on the backfields when I was with the Red Sox, and I'm like, yo, that kid's going to be good. And I still think he's going to be good. He's not a starting outfielder. He's a number four outfielder or whatever. But shout out to Margot. Let's hope that the Rays 
push through. And, you know, they will. for the fans of Renfro, sh- you know, eh. Renfro did Renfro shit this year, bro. He, you yeah. know, he, he put up a lot of power, but he couldn't even hit his weight, you know? He's a very poor man's uh, Mike Trout. Dude, he's like, I'll take it even back to the early 90s, late 80s. He's Rob Deere, bro. He was, he's all go, you know? If yeah. he's going yeah. to hit it, it's going to go a mile. Yeah. But he's got to hit it. So we both got the race. We got the race. Wait, did you take? I didn't hear your. I took the Twins. You took the wait the Dodgers. You took the Dodgers, right? Wait, wait, we're, we, we'll go, go back, back to the National League. We'll go back to the National League. Let's right. finish off the American League. All American right. League. I got the Twins. I got the White Sox, and I've got the Rays. And you've got the Twins. You've got the A's, and you've got the Rays. Correct. Yankees Indians. Woo! Another team that's gonna be littered with fucking former Padres, bro. This is a crazy one. Yankees against the Indians, because then the Yankees are all healthy. If the Yankees, that's a big if, but when and if the Yankees are healthy, no one can stop them, bro. Who no would you rather have, Steve, on the back end? Would you rather have Brad Hand or our oldest Chapman? Uh, it depends on what kind of hitters I'm facing. If I'm yeah, bro, I'd rather have Brad Hand. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That, but that's not that's why I'm not a scout. And, this, why, <laughs> and this is why we're here talking about it. Would you rather have Framio Reyes or Aaron Judge? Well, Aaron Judge, bro. Would you rather have Glaber Torres or whoever the fuck is playing second base for Cleveland? Uh isn't it Ramirez? Potential yeah, Ramirez, MVP candidate. Uh, yeah. I'll take Ramirez, bro. Over Glaber. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. All I'll right. show you the numbers. All right. No, okay. Um the catchers don't matter. I'm taking New York, and matter of fact, I've got New York winning. The whole American League. All right. Well, I'll take Shane Bieber and his Cleveland Indians because I think he'll Shane shut Bieber's da- He's going to shut down the Yankees, bro. Bieber's dope. He'll Bieber's shut dope. down the Yankees. I think Cleveland advances and they'll fucking play the Rays and then they'll beat the Rays and they'll take it to the next level. Who do you have for? Wow. Let's see. Oh, no. You already told me the Yankees. Oh, man. All right. Good. Woo. I'm so skipping the- it. So I got Oakland, Minnesota. I got Oakland beating Minnesota. I hate predictions, by the way, because there's nothing about a prediction that makes either one of us sound smart. We're not um, smart. We just love we, baseball. Unless we get lucky. So <laughs> I'm taking Oakland, Minnesota with Oakland winning. I'm taking the Yankees and Tampa Bay with the Yankees winning. And then I got Yankees beating Oakland. Oof. So you got Yankees going all the way to the series. Dude, you know what? Padres got to beat somebody good, right? Uh, you got, hey, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And you know who the Padres do not want to face in the World Series? Um, the Indians. Exactly. Yeah, I would yeah. say the Indians. The Padres want there. nothing to do with uh, Qual Quantrill come out and throw six innings and no hit ball against the Padres, dude. Oh, man. Okay, so we got the Dodgers and the Padres advancing. Correct. Fuck it, man. I'm, I'm rolling with my Padres, bro. <laughs> No, and you know what? I'm rolling with my Padres. We we, we we agree to disagree on the White Sox or on the Cubs and the Marlins, whatever. The if whoever, and then I've got the Braves and the Padres in the NLCS, and I got the Padres going to the World Series against the Yankees. I've got the Padres facing the Cubs, and then I got the Padres making it, and then I got who do you got in the World Series in the AL, dude? Who do you like? I like the Sox, and I like the Padres. I like the sexy World Series of the year. The, the year of the two teams that are young. And, that's and, the and businessman in you, dude. That's, I just that's like, like it. The, that's, it's sexy. Fuck yeah. You know, dude. They're a young team. They, they're, this is not their last fucking stand. This is barely. The, they're, this is their freshman and some senior bird invited them to prom, boy. So you know it's not their last dance. Yeah. You know, this is like a good looking senior as, hey. Do you want to go to prom with me? Yeah. And the potters are like, yeah. Of course. You know, and then it's like, boom. And then they're going to see, oh, man, look at that senior guy as that freshman girl. And then it's like, oh, that senior girl as that freshman guy. And then the two freshmen are going to meet in the World Series. It's yep. going to be the White Sox and it's going to be the Padres and the Padres will win, bro. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. 
And I that's would, me living in the perfect world in a perfect scenario. Yeah, I mean, Clevenger's on a hundred percent. Danielson Lament is a hundred percent. Our bullpen with Rosenthal's shut down. Go ahead and throw in some Pomerans and Adams. Our guys are hitting. You know, we are very a. Hey, two times this season, the Padres went on an eight-game winning streak. All I know. right, yeah. two times. Yeah. All right, in a sixty-game season. When your team can pull off two streaks of eight wins or more, you know you can get hot. And that's without Clevenger. And you can get hot. Yeah, all right? that's true. And we finished the last... Okay, I, I, I want to say we've ended up going like 14 and four to end the season. And and that's what that thing's not even hitting, bro. So I'm just saying, don't sleep on my Padres. I know everybody hates on us and this, and we're the, the titleless town, whatever. This is the year. Title-less. That's yeah. without a title. Yeah. yeah. Sin titulo. Ooh. Wow. Well, you know, it's like what Wycliffe said back in the day. It's like anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. Hey, let, let's take Clevenger. Let's take Lament out of it. You know what, man? Fuck it. You throw Morahone or Patino in there on a bullpen day, I got confidence in that to beat the Dodgers. I got confidence in that to beat the Cardinals, you know, the Marlins, the Cubs, all of them. You throw Patino out there, you throw Morahone out there, Morahone has proven himself. You know, Paddock, on the other hand. He's proven something. He's proven that he, uh, his fastball is straight as shit, bro. That thing does not move, and it's if you- <laughs> not just straight, but he but when he's off, he's way the fuck off, and it's not it's only his fastball that he's not locating. It's his changeup. In his last game, the first two batters, his changeup was up, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a good result. And then his fastball was up. It's like I don't know what's going on in that kid's head. It was some bullshit because like three weeks ago he came out in the press and he said that I've turned everything off. I'm not paying attention to Twitter. I'm not paying attention to social media. I've turned all the distractions off. And then he comes out in a press conference after his last start and says, of course, I'm going to be in the in the in the playoff. Yeah, roster. Right. You know, don't I'm paying attention to what's going on. I'm like, dude, you just contradicted yourself. I bet you're in the industry. Yeah. And now it's a new world. It's a new game for, uh, for you know, playing in baseball and with social media. What do you tell the players that you're scouting as it relates to social media and their presence? Do you like warn them and give them a heads up? Oh, be like, hey, sabes que? like yeah. do your work, work hard. Forget about all the uh, external pinchy dramas. I try to tell the kids if at all possible, don't even be on social media. Don't don't even um, interact with it. But if you do, keep in mind that you are being watched all the time. It's kind of like what I used to tell the kids when I was scouting in Mexico when they got signed. I said, "Yo, be careful when you go to the academy in the Dominican. Don't don't fall for the okie doke and don't go out and party with these kids the dominican kids and the venezuelans keep in mind that a lot of these dominicans and venezuelans and cubans that are interacting with you this is the first time they've ever interacted with somebody from mexico so not only are they looking at you juan sanchez for an example of a name not only are they looking at you as an individual but all of a sudden you are representing the entire country of mexico so when these Dominican kids and these Venezuelan kids go back to their homes and their parents or their uncle or their auntie goes, hey, what was the Mexican kid like? All of a sudden, this player is going to say, all Mexicans do this because of your interaction with them at the academy. So I've told the kids before they signed or before they signed with another club, keep in mind, you are representing your country. You're representing Mexico. So it's kind of like social media. You know, you go back and all of a sudden, Alejandro Kirk, Roberto Osuna, 
Like if, if some dude from Nebraska or Ohio or Iowa or Vancouver, Canada wants to see, hey, what are Mexican baseball players like? They're going to jump on social media and they're going to see the whiskey bottle that's in the background with with Antonio or, or Osuna. And they're going to see what Alejandro Kirk is like. And all of a sudden, it's no longer just about Alejandro Kirk. It's no longer just about the Mexican ball player. But all of a sudden, you're representing your country. So I, I, I scare them into that. I scare them and I tell them, yo, you got to be very careful about what you're posting online and how you present yourself because you're not just representing your last name, but you're representing your country. Yeah, bro. And then that representing a paycheck. You don't want to be that guy that mouths off and builds like some sort of little, you know, bad habits, bad yeah. character traits. And then, oh, you know what? Could assign player A who puts up similar numbers than player B who has, who provides less of a headache. Uh, you know what? Player B's drama. Yeah. Let's go player A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy times. I've been through this social media. You've developed quite a little bit of uh, people following you yeah. and um, sending you questions. And they, for some reason, they think you know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Rightly why, so. Why would they think that? <laughs> Rightly <laughs> so. So what are some questions you got online? Well, I got a uh, we actually both of us after our last podcast, we got hit up on social media by a gentleman named Hector Pera. Shouts out to him. He wanted to ask a couple follow up questions from our last podcast. And uh, one of them in particular uh, would be, he asked me, as a scout, in your experience, how can you look at prospects and say that an individual player with a high ceiling can be a baseball player? So, Hector, this one's for you. My, my answer to that would be, first off, let me say, I just heard Jesse Agler on the radio talk about this particular question. And his response was that he talked to... Chris, Chris Kemp, the international scouting director for the Padres, who I've met a couple times on the road, great guy. He said, in layman's terms, it's kind of like, okay, I'll ask Steve this question. Steve, you played Little League, right? Mm -hmm. You did. Was there a time when you were on the field where you knew that one or two players were just way better than everybody else? Yeah, I was one of them. Go ahead. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> that's that's the layman's terms of as a scout, you come in and you can obviously see uh, who's better than the others. Now, that could be deceiving just because one person is the most athletic on the field. That doesn't, doesn't necessarily make him the best baseball player. Who's but, the most athletic player you ever seen that sucked when it came to translating it over to baseball? Wow. Um, Ruben Rivera. Ooh, you read my mind, bro. Ruben Rivera. Dude, that was a five-tool <laughs> player that everyone's like, oh, Ruben Rivera, Ruben Rivera. And then after a while, it was like, stay with Vale Verga. You can say it. Yeah. He, he wasn't that good. You know, shouts out to him because he played in Mexico until he was like 50. But, but Hector, the answer to the question would be what I look for is, number one, tools. Number two, I look for athleticism so that the tools and the, the athleticism can match up and have the answer to the equation that there, there's a future there. Now, at times, as in the example of Alejandro Kirk, which we talked about, the athleticism and the projection of the body isn't necessarily there, but he has an outstanding carry over tool, meaning your hit tool. It doesn't matter what the hell you do the rest of the way, you can hit. It's going to carry over and it's going to get you to the big leagues. Now, to get to the big leagues, the number one advice I gave to any kid that I came in contact with that had any tool that I thought was applicable to the big league level, 
that's a side. The number one thing you have to have is the ability to adjust. And that's where baseball is very romantic with life in general, that if you don't have the the aptitude and the ability to adjust in times when life or the game is asking you to adjust, of course, you're not going to make it to the next level. It's like here at the brewery with all the COVID and the pandemic stuff, Three Punk Ales has really shown, and that's like shining. Bitch, I ain't going to give you no free beers. You better watch your mouth. Plural for shining. And no, what you've done, if you've done a big league thing, you, you've done a major league baseball thing to where you guys have adjusted here in the times to be able to make it. It's the same thing in baseball and as a kid. Alejandro Kirk could always hit. His body type was not projectable, but he had that carryover tool and he focused on hitting. And when he got to low A or or, you know, wherever he played in the minors, he adjusted. And now he's at the big leagues. He jumped from low A to to the major leagues. I and, and he adjusted. So it's, it's about adjusting. Real talk. Yeah. You don't like Luis Udias. And he's 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 obviously, he has a an opportunity to, to stick it to the Dodgers. You know? <laughs> yeah. you, you passed on, on Alejandro Kirk. And, and yes. he has opportunity to make a name for himself on the, on the, on the, big, on the big platform in the Correct. playoff baseball. Correct. Correct. Do you root for them not to do as well just because no. you went against them no. when you were scouting them? No, not I at all. It, Doug. Give it to no, me for no. real. No, the number one thing for me is I want to see Mexican baseball fucking rise. Mm. And it doesn't matter. It'll humble me. And I will admit when I'm wrong. If Luis Urias turns out being a hero for the Brewers, I'll, I'll admit. I'm already admitting I fucked up because the kid made it to the big leagues. I'm already admitting that Alejandro Kirk, I should have knocked the table a little bit more for him. Um, but I didn't, I'm already admitting where I was wrong. So first things first, I root for the Mexican ball player because I said it on the first and the second podcast. And I'll say it again. I believe that baseball in Mexico on the international level is on par with anybody in the world. The, the business fucks it up. We've talked about that, but I want to see Mexicans succeed in the big leagues. And if Kirk does it for the blue Jays, fuck it. Viva Mexico. Damn, what if Urias like kills the Dodgers, bro? Ooh. What if Giovanni Gallegos, who my mentor signed from Obregón, who's the closing pitcher for the Cardinals, closes out the Padres? I won't be upset. What was the other Mexican dude for the Brewers? Once up? Oh, Giovanni Gallardo. He, he was born in Texas. Oh, okay. Well, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was from like Mexico. He, he, he was drafted. He was a draft guy. He was an American dude. But and, but that's that's a whole different conversation. We I, bored the shit out of everybody today, I know. Tapia. Viva Mexico. I root for Mexico first, dude. That's the answer. I'll admit I'm wrong and fuck it. Let's go Mexico. I enjoyed talking baseball. Yeah. Did you get any more questions? Uh, I did, but we can handle that next time. We're here to talk about the playoffs. Oh, so your World Series is Padres versus White Sox. <laughs> I got it sounds you. silly when I say it, but hey, they're in the they're in they're both in the tournament, bro. Yeah, they're NCAA tournament baseball style. That's what we're about to do. So what's up? We man? shall see what happens. We shall see. We'll we'll, we'll chime in again. We'll, let, let's let's see if we can meet at least like after the wild card, then like the divisional series, then the, the league championship, and then once before the World Series. All right, I got one more for you before we go. Right, who there. is your for the Padres specifically? Who would you like to see, or who would you predict to be the hero of the the opening series versus the Cardinals? Um, realistically, or who I would want, I want. Obviously, Tatis to come out and shine on on the you know the national platform. Everybody's paying attention. Oh, 
And that could apply to my child. That could apply. I want Jerickson and Profar. I think he's going to be the one that does it, bro. That was my call. Dude. I asked you that question intentionally so that I could try to like yeah. one-up you or be smarter than you and go, nah, it's going to be Profar. But we're dude, on the same fucking dude, boat. I think Jerickson and Profar yeah. is going to play a huge yeah. role in the series, I man. Agree. As I soon agree. as they realize that Mitchie Two Bags is slumping. Mitchie Slick. Or, or, Mitchie or, Slick. Or Tommy Get your Pham. nicknames. Get your nicknames right. <laughs> or Tommy Fam is going to be altering a Fam, little bit. Fam, like they're Fam just gonna, They're going to call him Profar. And Profar, bro, I remember just reading a lot of shit online on Twitter about Padres Twitter that they didn't like the signing this that and the other whoop-de-woo la-la-la yeah. but then look at him now bro yeah he ended up with a higher batting average than fucking Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> um, he's just a he's a well-developed player who can play wherever they play him they played him in center they played him in left primarily all year yeah. they played him at second played they, right field yeah center field yeah I mean yeah. He played, he's he's been DHing. he will be he will play a pivotal role in the wild card and throughout the playoffs. I agree 100%. I could not disagree with you at all. Who do I want? Jorge Mateo, bro. I, I see something in Mateo that, that can be like legit. Well, let's put it this way. He's going to score the winning run that Profar hits. Hits down the line. Yeah. <laughs> from first. <laughs> yeah, from first. Fucking Mateo's going to come around from first all the way to third. He reminds me of Alan Wiggins, dude. Okay. The way he I'm carries himself. Mateo does. I, I'm excited about him. But I, I, I'm, I'm, there, I'm there with Profar, dude. Just think about it. Look, at we in... in a team loaded with Machalos, Hosmers, Myers, Tatis, you know, uh, Fams, Cronenworth, you can throw them in there, Grisham now. Yeah. You know, it's like... You got to have that dude I, coming I went out down of nowhere. There. I want that, I want that Jeff nowhere. Blum 2005 home run yeah. that takes it and wins it for the White yeah. Sox. I want Jerickson Profar to hit that bases yeah. loaded double, you know, just clearing the bases. Something like that. And Profar is an AJ Preller guy from the beginning, dude. I mean, Five million dollars they got him this year, bro. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're re-signing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do right. you take? Profar? Or Greg Garcia? Profar. Yeah? Profar. Because Profar I, can do everything Garcia does. I mean, better. yeah, but better. Romantically, I would like to see Greg Garcia do something because he's from San Diego. But uh, the, the narrative, the story, it does not have to be written that way. It could be all Profar. Kevin, who do you have going to the World Series? Damn, I'm a fucker. He Living picked my 19, pick. So, 1998. Kevin, so, so, so Steve's uh, co-owner over here... Uh, Picked what I picked, so I know me and Kevin are on the same page. Shouts out to Kevin. You do a good job brewing beer, homie. <laughs> when we start having white people on the show, I'm going to have Kevin on for an interview. <laughs> All righty, man. We'll see you again after the wild card yes, and see sir. where the Padres are. Go Padres. That is a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Pay our website a visit, emobrown.com. That's where you can find access to all of our episodes, information on how to join the Patreon, Emo Brown, the social club, as well as pick up all of our merch, hats, shirt, patches, masks, todo el pelo. As always, our episodes are brought to you by the wonderful people at the Miso Healthy Company award-winning true full-spectrum CBD grown in California and sold worldwide. Lolita's Mexican food. Patience is the essence of fine Mexican food located all throughout the San Diego County, specifically near dear home, Chula Vista, Balboa Avenue Dispensary for all your medicinal or recreational cannabis needs. Follow them, the Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Thank you very much. If you ever want to reach us, leave us a message, ask a question, share a thought, or just say hello, give us a call. 619-728-9300. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon.
Yo bailé en este miro. Si me traes bronca, me loco de a ti.